Hello, Dog Pound South campers. This is the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gill. I am, uh, as you know, this is part of the Fanatical Elves Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Well, let's talk about uh, backup free agents, uh, defense. Uh, last time I talked about the offense, but first, little salary cap news. The uh, salary cap will be increasing um, from the projected 242 to 255, an additional $16 million uh, than was first thought, an increase of $30 million from last year. And also, uh, the reason for the increase is to provide um, more money for retired players, for a team's retired players, and also uh, performance pay. So that's fantastic. That is great news. Now the the, the Browns are like uh, $7 million over the cap cap. That's pocket change. In, in today's salary cap, NFL salary cap, that's nothing. They can restructure that, I think, on one, one player. Uh, so um, right now, this news came out yesterday, courtesy of Tom Pello Massaro. And apparently all the Browns fans who um, were, you know, adamant that Deshaun Watson's contract would put the Browns in salary cap hell. And that uh, this type of spending will, they'll, in two years, they'll be in salary cap hell. Well, you know, I could say, eh, you know, if you don't like it, uh, go effing root for Buffalo. But I'm not going to say that. I'll just, you know, tell those those people who just are, are completely unhappy, which makes no sense. If you're a Browns fan, you should be happy. Um, you know, I'll just give you a little uh, saying we have down here in the South. And those of you who live in the South know what I'm about to say. Bless your hearts. Okay, let's talk about, uh, I'll have more on the salary cap after I talk about a few backups. And this is going to change because now the Browns have a little more money to spend. And believe me, they already knew it. All the NFL teams knew this number at the first of the year, probably before the first of the year. Uh, they all know uh, this number. It's just now we're finding out about it. So let's talk about it. Uh, defensive lineman. Jim Schwartz loves multiple defensive linemen, especially tackles. Um, he likes pressure rates. Uh, um, I read an article by um, uh, the uh, salary cap god, uh, Jack Duffin, who I love. Must follow him. Must, if you're curious about salary cap, uh, find Jack Duffin on Twitter. He um, he made a great point. Not only are they looking for value and for the uh, salary of backups, because remember, uh, Brown's one of their major rules. Uh, you don't pay for depth. So um, but he also brought up a great place in looking at uh, backup defensive uh, linemen pressure rate. Didn't even think about that. So it took me over to pro football focus. Where I near where I get all my salary cap and who's a free agent. So now I've added pressure rates. That's why it took me so long to get around to this after I did the offense. So let's look at uh, defensive tackles. Um, if you're looking for, because uh, they're going to have to get backup defensive tackles. If they don't sign Jordan Elliott, they'll have uh, Alex Wright. If they, if they, I mean, if they do sign Jordan Elliott, personally, I don't think they're going to sign him. I think they're going to let him walk. And so you have Alex Wright and Dalvin Tomlinson at the defensive tackle spot. 
Um, Tomlinson shouldn't play more than 70% of the snaps. We don't know how much Alex Wright is going to play. Um, he's on a rookie contract, so he is great value. He uh, ended up the season in, in great shape. Um, do you want to re-sign Shelby Harris or Maurice Hurst or possibly both? If uh, you have the money, I'm not sure. The big knock on them when they signed them was, well, they always get hurt. And guess what happened? They got hurt. So you're looking for second-tier defensive linemen, somebody who can come in and give you uh, 20%, 25%, 30% of the snaps and also have good pressure rates. So, you know, you look at somebody uh, like Armand Watts of Pittsburgh. Um, he jumped, his pressure rate jumped, and uh, thank you, Jack Duffin, for pointing this out. His pressure rate jumped from 4% to t over 10% in one year. Now, if you're a backup, a rotational guy, that's what you're looking for, something in the 10% range. Uh, Mario Edwards of Seattle, he's had over a 10% uh, pressure rate the last four years. He would be great. Uh, veteran minimum, same with Watt, uh, Amon Watts. Um, uh, after that, you're getting to guys like Solomon Thomas of the Jets. He's kind of like 2 million a year. He's down the list. Jordan Phillips of Buffalo. He's a second tier guy, 2.5. If you can get him for less than that, he'd be great. And then one of my favorites, Puna Ford, also a Buffalo. He's a second tier guy. I I've always liked him for some reason. Uh, if you can get him for 2 million or less, he'd be perfect. So on the defensive edge side, um, Let's see what Isaiah McGuire can do. They found a gym in Okoronkwo. Um, so there really isn't a lot of defensive ends to talk about. Uh, Tyquan Lewis of the Colts and Marquise Davenport of the Vikings, both are going to cost you about $5 million. So uh, rotational guys, I don't know about that one. Uh, they need to resign Zadarius Smith. That's who they need to resign, and his agents are going to meet with uh, the Browns next this coming week in Indy during the combine. So I think they're going to get this that done with more money. And then you got Okoronkwo, and um, so th they're going to need another edge. Um, linebackers. Let's talk about linebackers now. Linebackers is kind of a unique situation. Um, they have JOK, but they're going to everybody wants JOK to get an extension. Traditionally, the Browns don't pay linebackers. Um, Andrew Berry learned in uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia gets veteran minimum or low salary veterans and puts them together and it seems to work. So that's his line of thinking. That's why everybody in the meeting, media complains, well, they don't get the right kind of linebackers. This year, they're going to need to get linebackers, specifically Mike linebackers. They have two weak side or our um, linebackers already on the, on the salary uh, on, on the payroll in um, uh, fields and uh, Mahmoud uh, Diabate. Now I like Mahmoud Diabate. Uh, he really showed something last year in the preseason games and he's a good special uh, um, teamer. And so is fields. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to keep both. They're both inexpensive. Um, Diabate was always around the ball in preseason games last year. He's just a little slow, little, he needs to improve his instincts just a little bit. It won't take much for him to be a very good linebacker. So you're looking at Mike linebackers, basically. Um, my first one would be Sione Takitaki. He can play both Mike and, and weak. Um, so 
I, I would definitely try to re-sign him. I would might even, you know, they've been doing him a one-year deal, $2.5 million, maybe give him a, a multi-year deal. Um, he's proved his value. Um, as for anybody else in the um, Mac, anybody want Mac Wilson to be back? Anybody? Uh, if Taki Taki moves on, uh, he might be a good um, third linebacker. Um, uh, I don't think he'd come back. He'd probably get veteran minimum. Um, uh, David Mayo of Washington, also a good Mike linebacker, veteran minimum. Uh, Mikhail Wa uh, Walker of Pitt. I'm always for stealing AFC North players. That always helps me. Veteran minimum, um, you know, and and uh, Ben Newman of Denver, also veteran minimum, only if Takitaki leaves. He talk, signing Takitaki would be the ideal situation at linebacker. I also think they're going to draft a linebacker. Um, you got to get somebody in here and uh, uh, start learning so they can start in 2025. Cornerbacks. Um, um, they're pretty set at corner. But then you got to think, if they're going to trade Greg Newsom uh, to pick up some salary cap space, because he's got his fifth-year option due at the beginning of May. Are you going to pay your third corner $12 million? Is that good value? So you're looking at, um, if you have a Newsom trade, uh, Isaac Iodon of New Orleans, $2 million a year, Tier Thomas, former Brown. He's also a very good special teamer. Uh, and he's with the Texans, and he can play slot. So he would be interesting. Shaquille uh, Griffin, Carolina, probably cost you $3 million a year. Um, if you're looking for a fourth corner, um, maybe Antonio Hamilton of Arizona. You can get him for veteran minimum. Um, but they are pretty much set at, at corner. And they're pretty much set at uh, safety, uh, which we'll talk about next after these commercials. All right, so you, you're, you're not going to get a, a high-priced veteran safety to come in here because you've got Grant Delphit, you got Juan Thornhill, you've got DeAnthony Bell, and you've got the, uh, Ronnie Hickman, who played incredibly well. So there's your four safeties, but they need a fifth. Uh, and Jim Schwartz likes to play a three-safety set. So um, I would be all in favor of bringing Roddy McLeod back. Uh, Jim Schwartz likes him, worked with him. They played better with him. You could really tell they missed him after he got hurt and they got away from their three safety sets. So they started giving up a little bit more yardage in between the 30s. Um, so I would be all in favor of bringing him back. Um, but the, that injury and that age might, uh, might turn you off a little bit. So, and like I said, no veteran safety is going to come in here and compete with DeAnthony Bell and Ronnie Hickman. I mean, you're, it's just not going to happen. So you've got your starters, like I said, uh, Delpit and Juan Thornhill. Thornhill signed through 2024. So you're going to, obviously, if you can do things, if Andrew Barry can find a fifth safe, a third safety, who will replace Juan Thornhill in 2025, that would be the ideal situation. Uh, 
So you're looking at guys like uh, DeAndre Houston Carson of the Texans, veteran minimum, but he also plays special teams. Um, a third safety that might work is Terrell Edmonds of the Titans. Little uh, Schwartz uh, may know him when he was an advisor with the Titans. He would work $2 million. Taylor Rapp of the Bills also would be a nice third safety if you don't resign uh, uh, McLeod, another $2 million. Adrian Amos. Now, I, I wanted them. He was on my short list last year, along with McLeod, uh, to come in and play that third safety. And I know Jim Schwartz knows him because he played for the Titans when Schwartz was the advisor. I would not mind him at all. He plays for the Texans. Uh, veteran minimum. You could probably get him for veteran minimum. And then there's the ageless one, Logan Ryan, also played for the Titans for many years. Converted from corner to safety. Uh, he's with uh, the 49ers. Very valuable. Uh, can play both free and um, uh, strong safety. They're ideally, what you want in your third safety is somebody can do both. McLeod can do both. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, Logan Ryan, you can get him veteran minimum 49ers. I would not be opposed to that whatsoever. All right. So that's it, your backups. Let's talk about the salary cap and uh, what's what's coming up here. First of all, this increase, like I said, $16 million per team. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to get Sedarius Smith's deal done. I know a lot of people were complaining because he only had five and a half sacks. Uh, these are the same people that turn around and say uh, Miles Garrett a deserved defensive player of the year, even though TJ Watt had more sacks. Believe me, I think Miles Garrett should win defensive player of the year. And what did it for me was that Titans game when he forced two tight ends uh, to follow him back and forth and then called timeout. The Titans had to call a timeout. And then on the very next play, he sacked Ryan Tannehill. He affects offenses. But you need somebody else who can also provide pressures and quarterback hits. Sacks are great. They make all the headlines. They make the highlights. Pressures and quarterback hits are just as important. If you're in the top 10 in both, like Zadarius Smith was last year, you are valuable to this team, especially to a Jim Schwartz defense. So get that done. Get Zadarius Smith in here. Get him signed. Couple-year contract. Throw a couple avoidable years at the end of it. Boom. Done. Um, what does this salary cap mean? Uh, this new money mean? Well, like I said, extra 16 million, but it also affects their upfront cash. Now, I've explained this the upfront cash doesn't count against the cap. The Browns, um, spend more in upfront cash than any team 50 million dollars more. So, if you looked at what was projected, 242, that was the projected then their salary for 2024 would have been in the neighborhood about 290, 292, because you're adding that upfront cash. Now it can go all the way up to almost $308 million. So they are going to spend money and they are going to be fine. Like I said, it's sustainable. Um, so this week we have uh, the Indy Combine. Uh, we'll hear from Andrew Barry and Coach Stefanski. Uh, their pressers will be played on, you know, either on the official website or on local radio stations in Cleveland. Listen, they don't say much. 
Uh, like I said, uh, Zedarius Smith and his uh, reps will talk to the Browns. Um, also, we might start getting rumors about other agents talking to the Browns about their players. Remember, this is the illegal tampering uh, period. This is where you, uh, play, uh, agent, I mean, agents and, and GMs do uh, hypotheticals. Uh, like, well, I hear you represent a linebacker who um, who was X number of age and got X number of dollars last year. You know, if, if you were the agent of this linebacker, you know, just hypothetically, what do you think that they might want? You know, you're not really talking about a specific player to a specific agent. You're just doing hypotheticals. NFL loves it because it generates news. And it makes them continue to be the 365-day-a-year uh, sport they want to be. And also, they, you know, everybody talks about the $800, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. They own the room. Let's face facts. In the United States, the NFL owns a room. So that's it. That's what I have here. Uh, I will be getting back to you when I hear any more news uh, about. Uh, players, uh, just remember, Andrew Berry drafts. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Mary Kay Cabot. Two things. I'll, said that Nick Chubb wasn't going anywhere, so stop with that garbage. But she has been mentioning a lot in her articles, uh, uh, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis and, and what uh, what it's going to cost the Browns, something like $12, $13 million. Uh, last year, she talked a lot about Elijah Moore. Uh, does Mary Kay know something that we don't know? Just food for thought. Um, Andrew Barry will make big splashes uh, in free agency or a trade. He will. Um, the, the draft to him, until he gets his first-round draft pick next year, the draft for him is depth. And if those depth players are good enough and can play like a Dewan Jones or a uh, um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, that's icing on the cake. Don't pay for depth. So I would expect Andrew Barry with it. And like I said, they already knew about this salary cap figure long before we ever found out about it. I think he's still going to get as much talent in here to make Deshaun Watson as successfully as successful as humanly possible. Um, I think the coaching hires did that. Uh, Dorsey and Staley for the running backs, the offensive line coach, uh, Dickerson, they're all here to make Deshaun Watson better. Um, he just, Deshaun Watson just needs to learn how to slide. Um, I'll give you an example, real quick example. Two years ago, the last two years, not this past year, but the two years prior, uh, Lamar Jackson got hurt. What happened to the Baltimore Ravens? Didn't make the playoffs. Last year, they, hi they hire a new offensive coordinator, Todd Moten, who stresses passing, 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 passing. Don't put your quarterback in situations where they're going to get hurt. It seemed to have worked. Lamar uh, Jackson made it through the entire season, although he did what he normally does in the playoffs loses because he loses his uh, self-control, which he did again. So um, that's what I see for this, this 
upcoming team in 2024. Andrew Berry is going to load up on as much talent as he can. The draft will be, like I said, just for depth and for possible players to replace players in 24, players to re, uh, make do that replacement in 2025. Never pay for depth. All right, that's it for today. And like I said, I will be back if any news breaks or anything like that. Um, I'll be doing podcasts. Uh, this time of year is my favorite time of year, as you can tell. Uh, so this has been the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, part of the Fans for Sports Network. And I just want to again thank you for watching, following, listening. And like I always say, we're just Browns fans like you. We're fanatical just like you. So hopefully it's been informative, and I'll see you at the next podcast. Everybody, go Browns.